space. Well, not really. Take two. Here, in the Mitten State, welcome to Code 47, bringing you all things Star Trek, spanning the quadrants, the best things since the neutral zone. And we are back. Code 47 podcast on the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. We have reached episode 39. It's not a special number. It's got a nine in it. Uh, oh, whatever. my God, it is a special number. That's how old my, my man friend is. Your man, your man for, okay, well, there we go. Uh, we're not calling the uh, the episode <laughs> Eric's man friend because, actually, maybe we should. You know, it, it has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about, but it could be eye-catching. I don't know. Anyway, Charlie Carden here, uh, your Trek Lord of West Michigan, joined as always by Raren, Rich and Aaron, my Hi. cohorts on this wonderful program. So, guys... What it is. It, it supposed, is. You're supposed to then say what it is. What it is. It is what it is. Oh, my gosh. Well, We're this so is, uh, overwhelmed to be here. Over, <laughs> it's, it's overwhelming on it's, HBO Max? Look, here it is. It's it. What is it? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, epic. I know you it is epic. But you can't have it. You guys need okay. to get on, like you need like sing together. <laughs> yeah, well, well we were poorly. We were, but we, were tra- we were trying, Rich. You know, it was you're... turning into row, row, row your boat, and you were going to you... roast some marshmallows at some point, weren't you? You oh, don't thank you, encourage thank you us. Wrong movie, though. But the <laughs> I great encourage news you. Is, you don't. Oh, I don't. I am, I am I am I am trying to I'm trying to steer you back over the cliff, but it's it's fortuitous that you did mention something about a Star Trek movie because we are talking about a Star Trek movie. Uh, yes, we're we are now uh, out of the six pack that is the original series movies, and we're into the transitional film. We're into the the transitional boyfriend. That the tranny <laughs> that is, is not good. That is Star Trek Generations. Yes, uh, released the gateway in, drug of the, the Trek gateway movies. Drug. Uh, what's funny is you'll see on the Secret Friends website, probably long before this episode comes out, I've actually written an episode or written a, a blog post comparing this film to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the MCU program that just came out. I know you're like, what, 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 what? But you'll see. I'm how. like, oh, that's so interesting. Oh, very. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can so tell you're big on the Marvel stuff, huh? At any rate. Yes, yeah. very much so. Um, <laughs> at any rate. So film came out in fall of 1994. Uh, after the end of 1994 was kind of this crazy banner year for Star Trek in general. You had uh, TNG was ending. Uh, DS9 was uh, moving from season two to season three. Star Trek Voyager was in production throughout most of the year. And they managed to film and release this movie in like three months. And boy, and boy, does it show. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, guys, there's a plot summary. Do we want to blast through the plot summary? Do we yeah, want to reball? All right. First Rich paragraph. and I, Rich and I want to take turns. So Rich First is going to read, and then he's going to be like, I don't want to read anymore, and then I'll pick it up for a little while. How about take that? It away. Take it away. Uh, I got voluntold. Okay, cool. Yep, yep. In 2293, retired Starfleet officers James T. Kirk, what was supposed to be uh, um, Bones McCoy, and what was right. supposed to be Commander Spock, attend the maiden voyage of the USS Enterprise B. During the shakedown cruise, the Enterprise is pressed into a rescue mission to save two Elorian refugee ships that have been snared by a massive energy ribbon. 
Enterprise is able to save some of the refugees before their ships are destroyed, though one of those saved unsuccessfully pleads to be returned to his ship. Enterprise becomes trapped by the ribbon, and Kirk goes to a control room to help the ship escape. While Enterprise is freed, Kirk is presumed dead after the trailing end of the ribbon hits the ship's hull where he was working. There's a ribbon in the sky for our love. I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. Anyway. Did you say there's a ribbon in the sky? Like, is he okay? I don't know. There was a, you know what, if you think about it, there was a ribbon in the sky. That's what happened to Kirk. Oh. Right. Sorry. I thought he had diabetes. Diabetes? (laughs) No, I'm thinking of the wrong dude. That's what Okay. So move it. So okay. So we got our beginning of the film. Do we want to comment as we go, or are we just gonna are we just gonna product let's, puke at the end? Let's blast through it, and then we'll just talk some shit. Aaron, All take right, the cool. second paragraph like we're in high school. You do the second paragraph. Oh, fun. Okay. Oh, fun. And. T- In 2371, the crew of the USS Enterprise D is in a holodeck computer simulation celebrating the promotion of shipmate Worf to lieutenant commander. Captain Jean-Luc Picard learns his brother and nephew have been killed in a fire and is distraught that the Picard family line will end with him. Enterprise receives a distress call from a stellar observatory from an L. It's called El Orion, right? Yes, El El Orion. El Orion. The the Guinan people and Chris Sarandon. Dr. Tolian Saran, Sarandon. Susan, so, so, Sar, no, Sar, no Susan not, not Sarandon. He's, he's Soren. Chris, uh, Saran, uh, Chris Sarandon is, was in an episode of DS9, also an Elorian, oh. and married to Susan Sarandon, obviously. I Come gotcha. On. Okay. Wait, no. What? Okay. More later. Carry More on. Later. <laughs> Dr. Tolian Soren launches a probe to a nearby star. The probe causes the star to implode, creating a shockwave that destroys its planetary system. They rescue Soren without knowing it. Soren kidnaps Enterprise engineer Geordi LaForge and is transported off the station by a Klingon bird of prey belonging to the Thundercunt Dura sisters who are assisting Soren <laughs> in exchange for weapons plans. I didn't realize that my ex-wives were playing sisters in this movie. They I'm, are, it's... and I gotta tell you, like April is way more attractive than them. Um, I mean, April's beautiful. These women yes. are not. They look like Worf. I mean, I gotta tell you that no joke. My my first ex-wife, her teeth kind of look like that. My second ex-wife, they look even worse. So the tooth <laughs> part of it is absolutely correct. Yikes! Yeah, I know. they have really big foreheads and. Luckily, you, you know, your children are attractive. Yes, that, <laughs> that is correct. Enterprise crewman Guinan tells Picard that she and Soren were among the Elorians rescued in 2293. Soren is obsessed with re-entering the energy ribbon to reach the Nexus, an the interdimensional... Nexus. An interdimensional Lexus, run- Lexus Nexus, remember that? Lexus from, Nexus. Uh, college, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The extra-dimensional realm that exists outside of normal space-time. Soren, who lost most of his family when his homeworld was destroyed, wants to escape death through the Nexus, which Guinan describes as pure joy and where time has no meaning. Picard and Data determine that Soren, unable to fly a ship directly into the ribbon, is altering its path by moving the gravitational effects of nearby stars. He plans to destroy another star to bring the ribbon to him on the planet Viridian 3, killing millions on on a nearby inhabited planet in the process. Delightful. Hold on, Charlie. (laughs) Sorry. 
Upon entering the Viridian system, Picard offers himself to the Duras sisters in exchange for a sexual menage a trois in LaForge, but insists that what he... What version did you watch? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was crazy. That's what's going on behind my screen, guys. Oh, okay. um, my OnlyFans page. But insists that he be transported to Soren directly. LaForge is returned to the Enterprise, but unwittingly exposes the ship's defense details through the transmitter installed in his device. Damn it! The ship of the Duracist, the ship of Charlie's ex-wives attacks. (laughs) An Enterprise sustains critical damage before destroying the bird of prey by using photon torpedoes. When the Forge reports that the Enterprise is about to suffer a warp core breach as a result of the attack, Commander William Riker evacuates everyone to the forward saucer section of the starship, which separates from the engineering section just before the breach occurs. The resulting shockwave sends the saucer section crashing onto the surface of Viridian 3 for like 25 minutes. It just mm-hmm. bumps and bumps and bumps and bumps. And there's, but, and there's dirt and crashing, and it's all uh, Troy's fault. You let Troy drive, and look what you got. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. That's Stone horrible. cold. I know. Anyway, it was damaged beyond repair. On the surface of Viridian 3, they find a very young Spock. Oh, wait, no, no, that's sorry. That's a different movie. Oh, sorry, no, don't JJ. Oh, sorry, shit sorry. Up. It's bad enough. <laughs> no, no, JJ. No, Rich. JJ. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. Picard fails to stop Soren as he succeeds in launching another probe into the Viridian system's star, resulting in a similar shockwave to the one that destroyed the observatory. The shockwave alters the course of the ribbon, causing the destruction of Viridian 3, the Enterprise, and its crew. Soren and Picard enter the Nexus, and Picard finds himself surrounded by an idealized family, but discovers that it's really an illusion. Uh, he is confronted. I know. <laughs> That's okay. This is, it gets better. He is confronted by an echo of Guinan left behind in the Nexus. Guinan right. sends him to meet Kirk, safe in the Nexus. Though Kirk is at first entranced by the opportunity to make up for past regrets, he realizes that it lacks danger and excitement. Having learned that they can travel whenever and wherever they wish through the Nexus, Picard convinces Kirk to return with him to Viridian 3 shortly before Soren launches the probe. Working together, Kirk and Picard distract Soren long enough for Picard to lock the probe in place. It explodes on the launch pad and kills Soren. Kirk is fatally injured in the effort, and <laughs> after he dies, Picard buries him on the mountain. Three Federation starships arrive to retrieve Enterprise's survivors from Viridian 3. Picard muses that given his ship's legacy, Enterprise will not be the last vessel to carry the name. Wink! Wink! Oh, sorry. (laughs) I have only one thing to say. Yes. Oh. Uh, I'm like, uh... No, he says, oh my, and then he does. Does he say, oh my, I thought he says, oh. He goes, oh my. And then what it should be is my because I usually watch TV with the captions on. I think it should just like when someone throws up, you'll see like a retching. I would like it when someone passes away for it to just say dies. <laughs> yeah. Dies. Oh my God. This movie is such a fucking afterthought. Am I right? Like think about think about everything I described that was going on in 1994 on the Star Trek. On the in the Gene Roddenberry building where or whatever I, I believe that's actually what it was called where the you know, Rick Berman Star Trek machine was happening you got a show ending you got a show ongoing you got a show starting and then you want to you want to absolutely cram roll up real tight and cram it a movie that you can have out by the holidays because I believe this came out in 
November. I'd have to double check the dates. But this was definitely an end of the year thing. But they they filmed it on all the same damn set. They built like one new set and they redid the, the bridge. They, no, I the, no, I mean on the Enterprise, the the oh. Astrometrics uh, or Astro, I want to say astronomy, the uh, Astrometrics. You know what the one that Data was sitting on when he was you know oh look at this and all the shit the planets moving around or whatever. That was a new set. Sure. The bridge was. Barely a new set. They added some stuff on the side. They added handrails. They they took out all the light bulbs so that everything was super dark for no good reason. I mean, they didn't do a lot. And then they and then they raided the closet of the DS9 folks and stole half of their jumpsuits. Hmm. And it was funny. Talk about a movie made on no budget. I've read time and again that they for the DS9 jumpsuits they didn't get new ones for the principal cast. Riker <laughs> it, Riker is wearing. Avery Brooks's outfit and LaForge is wearing Colomini's outfit. Chief O'Brien. <laughs> well, why do you and why do you think Riker's sleeves are all rolled up weird? You know what I mean? And and Jordy's Jordy's is way too damn big. It was just they they, they big stole and borrowed to make this movie because they're like we got it. People are really uh, hot about know, our show. You know what we I'm thinking? Get it out. Like man, what if like one of the actors? I mean they have like really bad body odor because they're working like 12 hours and then you have to wear that actor's like nasty and costume nobody, that nobody stains. ever watches it oh yeah i mean i wash my uniforms every time after i have to wear them because they stink you tell us clothes. all the time i know i smell really really you're, bad. you're clean we get it i know exactly so <laughs> um so anyway this movie is and again i told you i have a blog post you can pop over to secret friends and read it i just have to get around to publishing it something else that new that i have to learn is that i compared falcon and the winter soldier which i loved and is out on disney plus right now which is the kind of the culmination of the, the captain america films and and things that happened after endgame in the marvel cinematic universe to a reverse of what they did here because this movie just feels like a really poorly scripted episode of the show where they got a little extra money, so they throw in a little razzle-dazzle, and you got very early CGI ships like the Enterprise looks a little too cartoonish. I because... have something to say about the script. Uh, <laughs> okay. Tell me, tell, tell, me your, tell me your thoughts about the script. Well, in terms of it being poorly written, um, I don't know if you guys noticed that there were several key original series characters that weren't there right. that that they actually wrote the script for, but it was so poor. Yes. It was so poorly written that they just gave their lines to someone else because they you didn't. Check off. Check off. Check off. Yeah, they were supposed to, but they, they, you know what? It was the age old. They couldn't come up with the bucks because again, this was shoestring. Think about it. They couldn't come up with the bucks to hire writers that didn't well, no. suck. Well, I don't think they couldn't come up with the bucks that to to pay. Nimoy and uh, McCoy to be in this. Nimoy says that he didn't do it because he read it. He proposed changes because it was so poorly written. They said no, and then he said, "Fuck you." Well, I, 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 I got the vibe that they read it and said, "Well, this is super insignificant. Why would I want to come back for this?" It's not. But to your point, it's not like it was beautifully scripted or it was a great no, scene. That whole not- first part of the movie is totally dumb. It really you know, is. You, you, you got Cam, you got Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Office and the uh, Captain of the Enterprise. That's, that's Captain what I Cameron said. That's what he's I said t- when I saw it. I was like, a, oh my god, it's Cameron. He's totally out of his depth. He's a total dipshit. He just how did this guy get selected to be captain of the flagship of the Federation? Because he this stole, guy sucks. His dad was on vacation and he stole his dad's starship. 
right? And like then, he stole his uniform through right. his, yeah. his shirt. Yeah. If you, and again, that, you know, and, made him steal his dad's starch. Exactly. That's all his rich dad's stuff. Even his uniform doesn't look like it fits. His shirt looks all wonky. And I love those uniforms, so I hate to see them abused. But yeah, yeah this guy sucked. We also got uh, got a cameo from Tim Russ, who mm-hmm. uh, who had a yeah. Vulcan cousin named Tuvok, who was on the Excelsior at the same time. If you and, and he was and, and he was like, we ain't found shit. Yeah, that well, that's what that was kind of the the, the combination of his lines because he's sitting in one of the consoles and he's like, dude, 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 we ain't found shit. <laughs> I, when this was on, I was playing a game on my phone, so I wasn't looking at the TV, and I heard his voice, and I looked up, and I was like, oh, that was Tuvok. Like I just recognized his voice. Right. It's well, they also they also have the the stepmom from Terminator Two in this movie. Yeah, Jeanette Goldstein. Yeah. 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 And yeah. The security guy from 24, and of course, yep. Aaron, 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 what's his nuts? Uh, what's yeah. his name? Glenn Morshower. Glenn Morshower, yep. He's and always have, in, the have in the, every damn thing. They have the bat, the guy that's a bad guy in every movie. Right. One? The one who plays Soren. One of the, oh, one, yeah. oh Malcolm uh, McDowell. Oh, Malcolm a quick McDowell. sidebar before we get off talking about the Enterprise B. One of the other officers was the same dude who played Kira's father in flashback scenes from DS9. Oh, Fine. So a lot of so, Star Trek connections. While we're, while we're still at the beginning here, I want to point something out. They mentioned that it's the first time that somebody not named Kirk has been the captain of the Enterprise in 27 years. years or whatever. 27 years, right? So yeah. like basically from the beginning of, you know, whatever. Which is totally inaccurate. Just, right. Did they just ignore the motion picture because Kirk wasn't the captain of that Enterprise? Well, Decker was at Spock was captain of the, the training ship it, Enterprise yeah. in Star Trek 2. Yep. So. Anyway, that obviously that's a line that just sounds fine. And then he says to Sulu's random daughter, yeah. uh, who, yeah. uh, unlike in the, unlike in the JJ films, it was never specific. That's because that Su- Sulu Sulu wouldn't do it. He they wrote lines for him. They he backed. He said, "I'm not doing this. I don't like it." So they just oh. had a random daughter do right. his lines. Right. And again, it was funny in the JJ films they adapted that to be. Oh, Sulu's gay here, and he has a husband, and they have an adopted daughter, and da 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 da. Where it's not established in any way, shape, or form when he had a daughter. They covered it in a comic somewhere, but again, it's not canonical. Book. It was a Peter David book, The Captain's Daughter. Right? No, but it was her when she was born. It was covered in a, a old oh. issue of comics. Oh, I got you. Okay. Um, but yeah, and again, you never forget nothing. Things that are not on screen are non-canonical, so it doesn't really matter. But. I hate that. I have my own headcanon. I know. Don't we all just have a little bit of it? But, <laughs> but uh, you know, moving from this to that, the script in general, like I said, versus uh, go back to my allegory talking about what I wrote about um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that was purposeful for the characters. There was actual character development. In episode one, we were here. In episode six, we were here. The beginning of this film, at the, in the end of this film, we crashed the ship and... We had some. We oh, David got his emotion chip, which previously was damaged, and they said he could. Oh, but use you it. know what? His bad jokes, like at least, kept uh, me remotely interested. Uh, April chuckled during uh, right. the bad jokes. We and I was, like, I was okay. happy to see okay. it. I, I love, was happy to see it. You guys we, hated it. That's fine. I did. Look, I the look on the look on Jordy's face. The look on Jordy's face when Data is making all of his jokes and can't stop laughing says everything that I feel about Data having the emotion chip. <laughs> Shorty this, was um, having none of it. I absolutely remember that this film, much like the first, you know, episode one of Star Wars, we, we enjoyed it at the time. I don't know why. It doesn't make it good. 
But with the Star Wars, it was like, uh, oh, it's Star Wars. And with this, it's like, oh, TNG characters are on the big screen, and I'm trying to ignore that it's terrible. But, you know, it was a, sl- it was a slow burn. It was a very slow burn. But we, I we got heard there. William Shatner at a convention a few years ago um, commenting on how poor this film was. And, you know, because he's an egomaniac, he then said all the other Star Wars movies after this were Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek movies after this were absolutely terrible. Uh, Yeah, all the he's the last person that should be talking about which one of these Star Wars or Star Trek movies is terrible. I know, but thanks Star Star Trek Trek Five. But but listen, I I wanted to tell you what he actually said there, which was baffling to me, and I was looking at him like, what are you talking about? Nobody likes you. Um, (laughs) He said that. His movies were so successful and how much money they brought in, but they decided they wanted a you a, like a newer, younger model whenever Gene Roddenberry passed away and they and they killed him off. And he's like, and then look what happened. They never <laughs> achieved the success that we had. What? And I was like, dude, you are as bad as I thought you were. You TNG genuinely was. Well, like one of the most successful syndicated programs of its time. It was it it broke the mold. It broke the mold. It set the it set the in Star Trek. uh, The original series got canceled three times. So, (laughs) yeah. okay. (laughs) well, I mean, come on. It's filled with inaccuracies. It reminds me of a certain orange, you know, politician. (laughs) This is the Donald Trump of Star Trek films. It really I think it is. I think that I mean, (laughs) you can't just go out there and spout off. Things that I'm can be best. proven wrong. I mean, I might best. now have to rename this episode. I'm Donald the best. Trump of Star Trek films. No, I'm you, the best. No, absolutely not. Okay. Yeah, don't put that guy's name on our. Okay. No, fair, fair, fair. Okay, Vito. so if I was gonna if I was gonna name it something, what was, what would I call it? What would you call what this episode? Yeah, exactly. Aaron's awesome headshots. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna glamour put, shots. Call it glamour shots. We're gonna we're Aaron. gonna put. We're going to put a pin in that and we'll come back to it. So, all right. Uh, final rating. Uh, oh, wait, I have well, much more to don't say. Have, sir. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's don't let me stop you. Stuff. I, yeah, I felt, I felt quiet. a little. Charles, Charles, be quiet. <laughs> Rich, would you like to say your piece or do you want me to say mine first? Well, I mean, I've got plenty of other things. Like I can jump in with a bunch of different things. I can go in different directions. So let's go back and forth. Okay. So okay. Uh, you go first. You go first. Um, I love Guinan. She's always interesting to me. Yes, absolutely. Guinan's fantastic. I, know. I uh, uh we, uh, but the, my only problem with it is the they give her an echo in the Nexus, which completely befuddles me. The fact that you can have yeah, an echo. I was yeah, I was with you on that. I was like, what? No, that's dumb. Why doesn't anybody? Why doesn't everybody else have an echo in the Nexus? And is that echo like sentient? <laughs> like why does Picard like why does, build my castle? Sorry, couldn't why does he want Kirk to come with him after seeing how obnoxious he is with the horse <laughs> and the Antonia and the house? Like I'd be like, dude, uh, I know she said to talk to you, but you suck. Goodbye. No kidding. No kidding. I I, I don't know. I, can't, I there's uh, the, this Nexus thing. I mean, first of all, it just grinds the film to a complete halt. At the at the uh, what is this? This must be the end of Act Two, right? Because Act Three yes. would be the resolution with uh, with the you know the fight and everything. But so, the end of Act Two is not supposed to grind to a halt. This thing, I don't know who put the brakes on with this, but this was so boring. I wanted I to know. like I could have gotten 
taken a can jump. Can I can I confess something to you guys? Maybe. I know we had to watch this for the podcast, and I tried. <laughs> I really did. But I fell asleep. Uh, <laughs> and I, I fell asleep like right at the part where um where they're leaving the Nexus. Oh God. And after that, I'm like, I don't have the constitution to watch the rest of this turd of a film, so I'm just going <laughs> to read online what happens and muddle my way through the podcast. Yeah, I watched this back yeah. in April, like the 3rd of April I watched this, and I was going to rewatch it just to freshen up, but then I thought, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to subject myself to that again. I saw it in its entirety years ago. So obviously I needed a refresher, but then I was like, why would anybody want to watch this again? I'm not doing that. This it's one kind of... is, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you, you go. I didn't have anything good to say. <laughs> well, I don't have anything good to say either. I was just going to say it's, it's, it deserves to be on like a funeral pyre with Star Trek five and with Nemesis. Like you throw all of those in there together and just light the fire and you're good you know i think we should do a video shoot where we take things that are representative of these bad like you know i don't want to say bad series because i don't think star trek has bad series except the animated series but i've never seen it so what am i talking about we put something that represents like bad seasons bad movies on a literal pyre and then we film us trying to shoot flaming arrows at it Oh my God. If, okay. If we ever get together at Charlie's place over like Independence Day weekend, like he's been trying to get us to do here, poke, poke, we should poke. do that. I we can't someday. do it. Someday. Uh, next no, year. not, not next this year. Independence Day. Maybe, maybe one year. Some I year. have, I have to do my own thing on Independence Day. You your own thing. Okay. Because well. you're, because you're so independent. Well, yeah, I'm like really into like patriotism and my, and my religious beliefs. So I have to do my, my ceremony. Oh God. I'm fascinated. I told you what it was. I told you guys. I forgot. Yeah, I, 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 I also I also forgot. I wear American flag inspired clothing and I oh, eat I, like a lot of potato salad and oh, I just with a butter knife, right? With a butter knife and That's I light right. things on fire. Right. I, you can do this that here. Be, this I have to do it alone. Okay. Oh. Well, you can do it. Uh, uh, we'll find you a place, but you should still come stay with us. But anyway. <laughs> so, so okay. Real quick. Oh, other thoughts, please. Yeah. Real quick. The I don't understand why I don't understand why Soren couldn't just get in a damn ship and fly into the Nexus because he was waiting in a ship to he was waiting in a ship the last time they said because any ship that goes near the Nexus is destroyed or heavily damaged which is what happened at the beginning of the film. But yep. he was in the space station, so and, and, and he wanted to be beamed back over there, like he, like because he was just gonna hang out there, is what you're he saying. was just like, no, I don't understand. He was his plan, his original plan was to fly a ship into the Nexus. Then when he got rescued, he's been trying to get back, right? He's been trying to figure out a way to hap- make it happen. So instead of hijacking another, this could have all been over, like two years later, he could have found a ship and flew it into the Nexus. Because oh, he's wait. like. I- but his ultimate goal was to live a lie. Right. Yeah. He's like, I must live a lie and knowingly live a lie. That's his goal. Yeah. There's a lot of like bad character moments in this where, where their motivations just don't make sense. Like Kirk, Kirk, like makes some mention of how, you know, if I can't serve on a starship, then, you know, what am I worth? Well, I mean, you're completely discounting the idea that you can actually make a difference 
in anything that you do, if you're willing to do it, you know what I mean? Like that's really short sighted of him. And you'd think that you'd think that Kirk, a character who was kind of personified as knowing, you know, being educated, being worldly or otherworldly, I guess would, would not just limit himself to, Hey, only thing I can do is be a ship's captain. I mean, it's a theme that's recurring obviously in other, other movies, but it's very short-sighted of him. It's kind of disappointing. It's because he sucks. You have disappointed us. Kirk doesn't suck. Shatner sucks. I think Kirk's right. a good character. Uh, uh, he he, he okay. is a good character when in you the know, comics and the books, he's a great when character. When used properly, he's a good character. You can't, right. pol- you, you can't you, polish you a turd. You can't polish it. Well, you know, <laughs> is, is that like picking a turd up hmm. by the clean end? Uh... I don't. Never, I mean, I don't know. You've never heard. Of, never heard of this allegory. Never heard. It must be a Mitten State thing. Is it a Michigan uh, thing? Yes, that oh, is all. We, that is all we do here is go around. Why picking. do people in it's Michigan? Okay. They're like in the Mitten, in the Mitten, in every other state. They're like, why are you talking about the Mitten? That's stupid. <laughs> because because look, we tried to kidnap our own governor last year. What the hell do you want? Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah, not shocked. That's right. You, guys... I, I, you know, I need. I'd love to tell you that I was, but I'm not either. So. Okay, kids, what else do we got? Um, I only have Code 47 references that I picked up while I was watching. Please, it. please. I'm glad. But, if, but you picked them up while you were sleeping, which is amazing. No, I, told, <laughs> I watched most of the movie. And I only caught two. So there might be more. Okay. Well, what, 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 what do you got? Scotty saves 47 of the 150 yes. L. Yes. L. Orion. Good, good job, Spock. Yeah. I mean, Scotty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sp- sp- spaghetti. Spaghetti. Spot. How about Spotty? Spotty. There you go. Spotty. Good job, Spotty. Yeah. Good job, Spotty. We loved it. <laughs> so he saves 47 out of 150. Yeah. Um, Data says the ribbon will arrive at Viridian 3 in 47 minutes. Very nice. I don't remember another one that hops out at me, so that could be it. So good for you. You do a very good job of being our... 47 tracker tracker of 47 and the 47 police 47 (laughs) police so all right rich any final thoughts before we move on to rating no the bridge effects were just fucking horrible sorry todd they were fucking horrible man that's okay earlier aaron said thunder seas so uh, yeah that's right i think i think we're okay can Uh, we bleep that out no absolutely not i don't do that all right fun (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't I don't that, that's Todd pretending that our show has to be for kids and it's not uh, I said it I stand by it I understand okay uh <laughs> ratings uh one out of ten to Shatner toupees oh god Aaron out of ten yeah I'm gonna okay so hold on let me just figure out the scale real quick so ten is like ten, the ten best, is best one is worst ten is the best Star Trek movie I've ever seen Yep. And one is the worst. Uh, just, I was just, I, I don't know, I would even say Star Trek film, just rating for general enjoyment and goodness and a good film. Oh, okay. Good film. Huh. I'll give it a two and a half. Woo! Three, no, I'll Maybe give it a three. I, I'm going to give it three. a three. That is definitely on the low end. Richard? I'm going to give it a three as well, because if not for the JJ films, this would be a lot lower, but there are definitely worse Star Trek films than this. Not by I much. Mean, a lot lower I, than three. I oh gave boy. it I gave it a three because I did thoroughly enjoy the opening where they're all playing pirate. 
Arr, uh, yeah, yeah. I know. I started saying pirate stuff and pirate. Pir- there we go. Just found the name of the episode. Pi- pirate stuff. Pi- Playing pirate stuff. Oh, you could call it more no. more fun than a bucket of blood. Call it planned pirate. Planned Plan pi- pi- plan piratehood. Yes. Yes. Do it. We've got a winner. Okay, I will change it. Er, Rich, if you got it open, feel free to change it. Um, I will give it. We're gonna go for the trifecta. I'm uh, no, you know what? I'm I'm gonna tilt this up to be like a four and a half. I did feel some variety of enjoyment. No, you know what? No, I didn't. I'm lying. It's a three for me too. <laughs> it sucked. It sucked simply because you look at things that we've gotten since then. I mean, the next film, which we're not gonna get to until I don't know when, because we've run out of. We're by the time we would cycle can around. We, the film. Can we do like an extra bonus episode? Because I'm not gonna be on for like a month. Yeah, I think we can make that happen. Yeah. What, what, what would you like uh, the bonus episode to be about? Discovery season three. <laughs> I have to finish season three then. Oh my goodness. <laughs> right. We'll uh, we'll 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 negotiate. We'll negotiate. We'll figure something out. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do the extra special. Um, so, how about Short Treks reboot? Oh, Short Short Treks Redux. Or uh, how about Aaron watched the cage? Aaron, watch oh. the cage. I like that. We do have a couple of a uh, couple of slots we can play with, and before we get to August 12, so maybe I will reorganize those out, and then uh, and then we we can have those slots. I like it, uh, which also sounds really dirty. So we'll move on from that to the news. Well, we got we got we got one exciting one and one that's kind of like eh, I guess that's okay. Uh, Star Trek Prodigy. Uh, this is about cartoon shit, Aaron. So you know, don't get don't get too excited. I know. I'm gonna watch this with my kid though, so I'm kind of okay. excited about this. That's good. And and we've dragged you through lower decks and you hate it, but you're gonna you're gonna I take didn't... one for the team and you're gonna keep watching. I'm I gonna, I will have it done. Uh, very good. Star Trek Prodigy character details and voice cast revealed along with first look images. Um, so this is awesome. We know that we're getting this. Still doesn't say when. Jesus, Mary. Just come on. Uh, this is going to be on quote unquote. Nickelodeon, but really you'll watch on Paramount Plus, so what the hell difference does it make? Um, of these all-alien characters in the Delta Quadrant, uh, or that's taking place in the Delta Quadrant, but we have some familiar faces. And Richie, the first one up, this one's for you and me, buddy. We have uh, our first canonical Brickar. Brickar. Yeah. yeah, just like from the, the New Frontier that we talked about. The yeah. Zach Kebron, yeah. So, But it's a little girl. That's awesome. uh, it's, it's this nice young lady, Riley uh, Alazaquari. Uh, who is on some other stuff on, uh, on I'm assuming, Nickelodeon. Uh, it says her dad's a prolific voice actor. Like, what? Yeah, what Carlos, is, what is he, Carlos, what, Carlos Elezaquari is the Taco Bell dog, and he was on Reno 911. It's the Taco Bell dog? You didn't oh. know that it was the same dude? I didn't know no, that. No, I, I. But I've never heard that okay. last name anywhere else. So wow. while I'm not literally looking at that information, I will almost guarantee that it is correct. Um, but. Pretty racist. <laughs> that Taco Bell dog, man, I have problems with that thing. That oh, was, this, that, I know this guy. He was on The Crown. The, oh, this dude, uh, Dal, uh, Brett Gray. No, no, Angus Emery. Well, don't skip ahead. Don't. Oh, skip I'm, ahead. I'm sorry. Yes, I recognize <laughs> Angus Emery. So yeah, we have Dal is Brett Gray. Zero, he's a Medusan in a suit, which is cool. Oh. Medusan that was from way back in TOS. The the characters, the the. Uh, non-corporeal race that you can't look at but yeah that i recognize his face too this one really fires me up uh jankum pog is a tellerite great 
heritage race, but it's Jason Menzoukas, who I adore. He is in everything that's great. Big Mouth, The Good Place, Brooklyn yeah, Nine-Nine. Oh, oh, he's fantastic. Is fantastic. If anybody hasn't would... watched that, you should watch The Good Place. Oh, absolutely correct. Uh, character Gwyn is, uh, this looks like this is a new race by Ella Purnell, who is in Army of the Dead. Please don't watch it. Uh, that's over on Netflix. Uh, veteran uh, voice actor D. Bradley Baker is Murph, who is a blob of protoplasm, clear to be a favorite. <laughs> but he's on SpongeBob, Dora. I think he's all over the Clone Wars stuff. He does a bunch of voice. Is he the voice of the clones on the Clone Wars? Oh, I almost thanks Star Wars guy. You're very helpful. <laughs> I don't watch Clone Wars. Jesus Christ! So oh my God, there. This is really upsetting me. There, there's a picture at the bottom right hand side that's like the sponsorship pop up. I don't know if you guys are seeing this, but they have a picture of like Fat Julia Styles, which is really rude. Oh, that is really rude. And, it is. It's upsetting and it, me. It, and because it's localized, it says she was a star. Now she works in Ada, which is a burg of Grand Rapids. So I'm sure yours. Oh, says she works else. in my town. Oh, that's amazing. So it says it's just she works in my town. But how Wait, now now how there's a beautiful picture there? of Rebecca Romaine. Oh, is she also in Ada? Oh, there's a no. picture of Okay. Well, we're getting a little off the beaten path. So All anyway, right. I'm excited. It pissed exci- me off seeing that picture of Fat Julia Styles. I'm excited. Yes, I understand. Uh it does say Star Trek Prodigy will debut later this year. Thanks, assholes. Very helpful. On Paramount the, Plus uh, in USA and C T V sci fi in Canada. Did you see the New Frontier shout out at the end there? I do. Yeah, there he is. Now, this was a comic, uh, Aaron, that we read. I don't know if you listened to the episode, but uh, Rich and I really flipped out about this uh, this old novella series from the 90s that was called the the New Frontier. That was. I can I can try to do one. I don't try know if I'll like it. A comic book someday. Well, we we will remember that. So okay, <laughs> so let's ditch that and move on to our final story. This is kind of a story, non-story. It doesn't necessarily mean a lot to us because i know we all own the films because we're, we were just talking about one that we probably all owned um but paramount plus now has 11 of the 13 star trek movies now available they just had i talked about this i believe is, on secret friends unite they had a huge this, they had a huge movie dump um, the horrible man in the middle with that ugly jacket i don't know is his name wasn't he in wasn't he isn't he wonder woman's boyfriend i don't know <laughs> that's but at any rate I think this is fantastic. Uh, it's good for one reason and bad for another. It's good that there's only one of the J.J. movies. That's episode number 11. Still um, one too many. And it's the one that I sort of like. And it's delightful that the, the two absolutely horrible ones are not there. Charlie. That works, that works for me. Yes. Do you sort of like it or you just not hate it as much as the others? <laughs> God, that is like a that is a philosopher stone kind of question. <laughs> I don't. That is a very. That's a chicken or the egg. That's the sound of one hand clapping. It's a real Pablo Neruda kind of thing. I don't know. I think you need to reevaluate your life. I think I might have to when it comes to those films. So anyway, probably most people who are listening to this have the films, but it is nice to have stuff kind of all in one place. So this is good, and it's it's a lock. Uh, again, Paramount just dropped a thousand new movies on their service. They're also super poorly organized and hard to find. So uh, you can work on that Paramount. Apparently by the end of the summer, I know I talked about this on SFU last time, they're supposed to have, they're supposed to drop another 1500 movies. So they're supposed to have 2,500 movies there on that service along with everything else. So um, it would be great if the JJ stuff never came around, but obviously they're contracted elsewhere and will unfortunately show up here eventually. So boo. Other it film- is what it is. 
other films yeah. included, just to keep it uh, somewhat uh, non-tricky. Terminator Dark Fate, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, Skyfall, Gemini Man, Rocket Man, A Lot of Mans, The Birdcage Man, The Dictator Man, School of Rock Man, Tropic Thunder Man, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Man, and Adam's Family Man. Totally awesome. Rocket Adam's Man is a fantastic man. movie guy. Adam's Family Man. Can you imagine Nicolas Cage as uh, Gomez? I'm I, really, ex- I just I'm really excited right now. I just saw the swag we're going to be talking about. You did? Yeah. I did. Just a side note, I don't. I try not to think about Nicolas Cage as anything. Because of the bees? No. Is it because he it's like fine. is obsessed with Elvis? or? It's because he's just such a bad actor. He, lo- he likes things that are on fire? I dated a guy that looked exactly like a young Nick Cage when I was in my early 20s. And he was, was beautiful. Was he a so better that, actor than this Nicolas Cage? Cause... He, I don't, he's not alive anymore, so I don't want to speak ill of him, but he was not smart. So he was just like really like Nicolas Cage. pretty. He was like really pretty and dumb. And now, um, yeah. He was a like, male, right. he was a male bimbo or a, what are the, was Jerry Seinfeld called <laughs> a him? Bimbo? He, was, a himbo. he was very much like Nicolas Cage. Well, anyway, so that we can segue off of <laughs> talking <laughs> about that, why don't, why don't we, uh, that's the end of the show, folks. So why don't, uh, I'm going to close my eyes and one of the two of you will do the outro. Oh, hold on. I need to say two things. First about the swag. Yes. Is, uh, I'm actually wearing some. I got a, for $13, I got a t-shirt, um, a Secret Friends Unite t-shirt and I'm wearing it. I love on it. And- sale. And when you look on the socials after this, I did share that on Instagram and I did share it on Facebook and I'll put it on Twitter as well. So I believe their next sale window is the last. They actually have a five day sale window at the end of the month. It's like Wednesday through Sunday. So we will talk all about that. If you enjoy the show, any of our shows, uh, I'll talk about that in a minute. But go ahead and take us out. Rich, you all can right. take us out. All right, I'll do. Oh, oh, wait, we're still Ooh. celebrating Great Gay Pride Month. Sorry. Yes. Now, now, Rich, you can take us out. Well, we're okay. Uh, since we're celebrating, since we're celebrating Gay Pride Month, there, the, the top, the banner of uh, TrekMovie.com is fantastic. I love it. I the know. Trails from the Enterprise is. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's great stuff. Rainbow color. I dig it. Cool. Fantastic. For more information about Starfleet International in Michigan and beyond, please visit Grand. Yeah. Please visit the USS Grand Petoskey. Please visit the USS Grand Petoskey and the USS Nomad on Facebook. The Code 47 podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network and is produced by Todd Oxtra. Oh, my goodness. Awesome. Well, you already took the swag part out of it. So uh, I will, of course, thank you, as always, friends, for joining us. We are one of wonder, uh, four wonderful programs on the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network this is code 47 uh over on the holocron chronicles we do talk about star wars myself and mark carabin mark joins my partner todd extra to talk about video games on co-op mode and every friday since 2014 your original guide to the geek side secret friends unite drops todd extra and myself talking about all things of the nerd all of our shows can be found over on our great brand new shiny website secret friends unite Dot com original content photo content ever expanding stuff but definitely all of our shows can be snagged from there you can also grab our podcast on whatever podcasting service you do enjoy find us over on twitter at secret friends you drop us a line we'd love to hear from you and as aaron is just the 
poster child talking about our swag store over on T Public. Shirts, hoodies, stickers, buttons, what have you. Lots Charlie, of great stuff. Did, I was wondering, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Do they that have mugs? Okay. They do have they have mugs and coffee tumblers. Oh my god, really? Mugs. I know, and all that stuff will be on sale next week. But oh, it's not I to have stop you tea. from going to buy it any old time. Oh, that's great. I love it. Do they have Good stickers? Deal. They do have stickers. I am stuck all over my laptop because I'm I, I never stop swaying. I'm all about the flare. You guys know that about me. What about magnets? Yes, I meant to get some magnets last time. I'm definitely gonna do that. I'll get could, some this time. Very, could one could one purchase a hoodie with the Secret one, Friends Unite uh, logo they on could, it? They could purchase it a, a pullover hoodie or a zip up hoodie. But anyway. <laughs> All of that will be you can find that over on T Public. Uh friends, one more time, thank you as always for joining us. I'm gonna tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trekking. Kapla. And the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one, guys.